What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Go with Blue Rider! Woo! <laughs> you better put them hands together and act like you know up in here. Cheap Pete! Put them together for. Friday on BNE. The weekend is here. Second weekend of June. A lot of baseball on the brain. High school, college, and pro. NBA Finals. Stanley Cup Finals. Highlighting your June 9th weekend. Also, it is, yes, 6-9. So, happy 69 for those out there, including Khalees and Bill Murray. And the Buck. And Ty and you and us. And a lot of good conversations to be had. Still uh, plenty to do. Halfway through a Friday edition. Before the end of the hour, we'll have some more salacious gossip and a little blitz, which is always fun. Also talking more Texas and Stanford and the uh, college baseball tournament, the greatness of Oklahoma's softball team. They finished the deal last night, to say the least, as they get that rolling for sure. And I was reading more from this. Uh, you know, we talked last hour about uh, Jimmy Dunn, who apparently is becoming now a common name in the world of golf because he was the man that facilitated and then was the architect of the deal with the PGA Tour and Live, and he did a media blitz tour yesterday trying to explain the deal. Why he was in Canada? No, he was in New York yesterday, I believe. Was he? I believe. And again, his story is that he was he would have been killed in 9-11 if he weren't playing golf that Tuesday morning. Uh, he lost dozens of colleagues because they had an office there in the World Trade Center, so he... You know, he was, you know, he's talking, we played it last hour. Our buddy Lamar texted us and said, Jimmy Dunn is a scumbag. He's a rich white guy that will benefit even more from this deal with the same devils that killed his own co-workers. PGA Tour doesn't even pay taxes and pays for his memberships at Augusta, Cypress Point, and Pine Valley. Just to name Pine Valley, too? Pine Valley. So, yes, he's a rich guy, without a doubt. And as we found out, he is the guy that that in April sent a message to... Um, the man in charge of LIV and the PIF Monetary Fund, Yasser Al-Rumayan, and uh, said, let's get together and see if we can find common ground, which led to this. Now, as we went through, you know, we, the, the interesting part of this situation, first and foremost, all legal disputes are settled, so there's no more lawsuits. No, that's done. But um, so here's the way it's written in this story about what Jimmy Dunn is, is saying now, that, that, that what this deal will include. You know, this story says tour officials underestimated Liv and then watched stars Phil Mickelson, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Cam Smith leave for nine-figure guarantees. So, you know, they they underestimated that that would happen. Uh, the PGA Tour felt like their players would stay unified and stay on the PGA Tour. They didn't. When that happened, obviously the riff, you know, grew. Uh, the public face of Liv, Greg Norman, had used the tour to advance his longstanding beef with the PGA Tour, so he sold the world on the idea of Liv's mission to give players more power, make team golf uh, a bigger deal, 54-hole shotgun tournaments, shake up um, you know, the, the, the sport of golf. Uh, it goes on to say that, uh, here, here's Jimmy, Jimmy Dunn. Uh, he said, I believe in getting to the right person. I said to Jay, at some point we need to do that. Let's really understand what's important to them. What are they trying to do? Is there a path? to what they want from the game of golf and what we want to do. Could we possibly work this out? That was the plan. 
was to try to find common ground for the good of the game of golf. Um, and then he said when he met with Yasser Al-Rumayan, uh, he said he was more about growing the pie and interest in the game rather than we're going to do it this way. They, they have live, which at some level they had to think was not what they had hoped it would be. Of course, it wasn't on the TV network. It wasn't getting right. ratings. The crowds were small. Uh, and then he says they have the ability to align with the PGA Tour, and that's meaningful to them and him, and that's it. Uh, the Saudis have billions, and they want to put it into sports. Live Golf is a way to do that, but not the only way. The PGA Tour wants to dominate the world of golf and do so with the same competitive principles that they've always had. Live Golf threatened that, so the solution uh, serves both agendas. Al Ramayan can now partner with the PGA Tour rather than just put billions into an upstart tour that is struggling to gain traction. The deal is short on financial specifics because they weren't necessarily weren't necessary. PIF has billions and it wants to spend on golf. The tour will take advantage of that. So it basically means while a few live golfers were crowing about victory last week, they just lost their leverage. They either need Monahan or a Plan B. Without the PIF, good luck with Plan B. Yeah, they're also going to they're you know they got to be reinstated, which they will be. And that's the that's the really crux of this. And if that's true, if that's what this deal is, and this is why we said yesterday, Greg Norman had a call with his live employees, basically saying, "Full steam ahead, we're going to grow like crazy now." And you know, when he re- if he re- Greg Norman reads this story and listens to Jimmy Dunn, he's going to have to have a, a different tune because, uh, according to Jimmy Dunn, the PGA Tour will still be called the PGA Tour. Jay Monahan now oversees not just the PGA Tour but also Live Golf, right? Uh, and is a partner in the DP World Tour. And it says that Jimmy Dunn says that if Monahan wants to disband Live, he can at the end of the year, at the end of 2023, if he wants it to go away, according to the deal. The whole format, yes. And that he'll have the control that if Live golfers want to play back on the PGA Tour, they have to appeal, and then uh, Monahan has to approve it, and there's presumed to be stiff penalties, monetary penalties, that will come with coming back, which, again, this is this is divided the golf world. All I would say is for people— It'd be who, real stiff because they made some stiff money. Well, that's right. And, again, if this is right, and there's a lot of people rolling their eyes at Jimmy Dunn like this, he, he's peddling spin, he's peddling their side of this, it's not going to be the case, just wait, because Yasser is just going to take control and Liv was his baby. But the argument is that Liv was his baby, as we said, for an ends to a mean. He needed to use Liv to get traction in the game of golf, which is where he wanted to be. And now that he's, he has more than traction, he's partnering with the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour, he doesn't have to have Liv. Uh, he's getting what he wants. And so Liv could go away. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, well, when you have endless money, you can give those amount of guys that he gave that kind of money well, and now let them, you know, now they have to fight to get back in the PGA Tour. Correct. And according to this, Monahan is in charge of that process. Right. Which, you know, if you're paying attention, this is a, this is split golf. There's people that are in the live camp that believe can live and that. And it's just like everything else in our world today, very divisive, very political. Um, you know, there are people that want live to survive, and, and they want that to grow. But, you know, according to this story and according to Jay, Jimmy Dunn, that's, it may stay. And that's why you heard Roy McElroy say earlier this week that there, there may be some team golf tour kind of component to what we're doing. Uh, that could come, but, you know, Liv's going to be gone, according to Rory. So if Rory said that at a press conference on Tuesday, that's what he was told from Jay Monahan that we're going to, when we get to the end of 2023, we'll go ahead and nuke that thing. And, or the know, other dude who is the one who told him this news. Yeah. Um, so and, and so one other quick paragraph, then we'll get to the headlines and other topics. But uh, so, as I said, the 
Dunn did not discuss penalties for live golfers in trying to return to the PGA Tour, how PGA Tour players who turn down live money can now make up the difference. But Monaghan has the power that he can use as a hammer with massive fines creatively, uh, which is what we talked about on Tuesday with this deal. That the, I think they're, whether people want it or not, I think the, the Rory McIlroys of the world will we'll see some financial gain based on their loyalty. The guys who, who want to come back onto the PGA Tour when Liv is disbanded, We'll have to pay fines to do so, and that's where a lot of that money will come from. Well, they got to play golf somewhere, don't they? Right? Yeah, and that's and for for the live guys and you know who think this is they're going to be their tour. Which again, I just just Jimmy Dunn's side of this when he was the the architect of the deal. He's saying that Monahan will likely and live, and they'll have to you know, get their way back. There won't be a live to play in, and that Yasser's not going to have their back because he doesn't need live anymore. No, he doesn't got, need to be. Fun- right. I mean, he's now got what he wanted the whole time, which is control of golf, and he doesn't need to funnel billions of dollars into a, you know, a new startup league that may or may not make it. And it's so, going to cost him with other players coming to it. Yeah, now he gets to control the game globally, which is going to infuriate a lot of people and always will. But that's where this is. This is sitting right now on a Friday morning. Hey, let's get to the other headlines, the trending topics of a busy weekend starter. Top Gun, Lawn, and Equipment Rentals bring you the news. Our buddy Brandon Mars and his team there. Let's start with college baseball. Road to Omaha resumes today. 16 teams remain. Eight sites, four games today, four tomorrow. Games today start at 11 a.m. with Virginia hosting Duke. Virginia, the seventh-ranked team in the country. Four o'clock this afternoon, TCU, who um, didn't look like they were going to make the tournament a month ago. Well, they're now hosting in the Super Regional round. Indiana State, Frogs have won 15 of their last 16 and nine in a row. Have scored 104 runs in those nine games. They'll play four o'clock today. Also today, South South Carolina is at Florida. Oregon hosting Oral Roberts. Four more games on tap tomorrow, including those Longhorns in Palo Alto to face eighth-ranked Stanford. Uh, Stanford has won 22 of their 30 home games this year. And we talked about their dynamic lineup. They rank top 15 nationally in batting average, slugging percentage, home runs, and runs per game at nearly nine. Craig Way will have more on that series coming up. Remember, game one is tomorrow, 5 o'clock. 445 pregame right here on the Horn. Also on Saturday, top-ranked Wake Forest will host Alabama. Kentucky faces LSU in Baton Rouge. And Southern Miss will host Tennessee in game one of that Super Regional. College football, college softball season is in the books, and Oklahoma has now won three straight national championships. They capped off their historic run with a 3-1 to win over Florida State last night. How about the Sooners? They finished the season at 61-1, and won 53 games in a row from mid-February to last night. Major League Baseball, Astros fall to the... Blue Jays 3-2. They lost 3 out of 4 in that series. Their biggest power source, Jordan Alvarez, exited that game in the third inning with what the team is calling right oblique discomfort. He'll be reevaluated today ahead of their series in Cleveland. Rangers had the night off. They opened that big series in Tampa uh, with the Rays tonight. Uh, teams with the best two records in baseball. Uh, in hockey, Florida Panthers topped the Vegas Golden Knights in Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Finals. 3-2 in overtime. Knights still lead that best of seven series 2-1. And congrats to Texas junior track and field star Leo uh, Newberger. How about him? He wins the decathlon and the, the national title in the uh, decathlon. The NCAA uh, championships taking place at Mike A. Meyer Stadium, and he did it with a record-setting, eye-popping decathlon total of 8,836 points. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Get a free Hustler generator with purchase of select Hustler zero-turn mowers in stock till June 30th at Top Gun. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. Somebody said there's another article stating that Liv will continue business as usual. Yeah, we talked about that last yesterday. That's Alan Shipnuck's article. Mm-hmm. But everything he took came from Liv people, Greg Norman included. There's no quote in there from Yasser in, you know, 
the guy we're quoting in this story was apparently the architect of the deal. The meeting, yeah. So he would know more. Now, look, Yasser, if Monahan at the end of this year says, you know what, I want to nuke the live tour. I don't want to move forward with it. Let's move. Let's focus all our attention on strengthening the PGA Tour, uniting this, getting everything back together. Well, the PGA Yasser, players got to be pissed at him, too. Yasser could say no. <laughs> you know, Yasser could say no. You know what? I, I don't want to do that. I want to keep live. And again, he's the... But this is another, again, this is what we don't know, fact from fiction. But in this story, this is from Sports Illustrated, um, you know, Jimmy Dunn also refuted that uh, the PIF is the sole money source. He says, PIF has not promised a single dollar in investment, and the tour has not promised the Saudis anything other than the right of first refusal. No guarantee of tournament sites or sponsorships or anything else. It is presumed, however, the Saudis will want to be as involved as, financially as they can be, and the tour will welcome their sponsorship opportunities with its new investment partner. Uh, Jimmy Dunn says that PIF is not actually contributing anything directly to the PGA Tour or its players. PIF will instead get rights of first refusal to be the Tour's investment partner, which he's trying to to spin this or at least portray it as the PGA Tour is the huge winner in this. That the PGA Tour has now given Yasser what he wants, which is control of golf, and but the PGA Tour is still going to be the by far and away the strongest entity and will have right of first refusal on any 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 deals and any tour sites. And to your question yesterday, a lot of people about, you know, are the regular, you know, the Colonials and the Valero Texas Open and the Shell Houston Open, and those things are going to still stay in place, at least the way Jimmy Dunn is portraying it, Jay Monahan will get to make that call. You know, he's still running the tour. And again, can Jay Monahan ever win the trust back of his Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they're they're talking about ousting that guy. There are guys going in there saying, we need to get rid of you. I know. What does that mean then? Yeah, I'm just giving you what I'm reading. Doesn't mean that this is. Exa- but yes, there's. There, I mean, they called. The Doesn't players. Yasser have the final say, no matter what, though? I believe so. That, no matter what everybody says, well, I that, believe he's the final say in all of it. Like if well, him and Monahan were in our like disagreeing about something, Monahan's whatever he wants wouldn't wouldn't matter, correct. really, right? And that's what you, you know, we would all assume that because he's the most powerful figure in sports in the world. You, you know, this guy might be the most powerful person that's not a, an elected leader on the planet right now with the. The, the funds that he has, the money that he has, and he's throwing that money around. What is it, six hundred billion in that fund? It could be trillions. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the estimate of of what's in the fund. Uh, but gosh, um, so but to your point, is he is Jimmy Dunn again? Keep saying his name. He's the the guy that's speaking on this and doing the media blitz. Is saying no. Monahan is still in control. Uh, we've just given Yasser what he wants, which is. A partnership with the PGA Tour, he can forget about live now and now partner with golf on a global level. But Jay Monahan is still in charge, so both sides get what they want. That's the common ground part. Yeah, and they could be pissed at Jay, but they have to play somewhere too. That's exactly right, and that's part of this deal that you know Yasser gets what he wants, which is control of golf, or at least a huge seat at the table in global golf and the world of golf, which is what he wanted. That's why he started the Live Tour as an ends to a mean, and now Jay Monahan is going to get what he wants, which is. He still gets to be the, the head of the PGA. Re- and reunite the tour and bring everybody back together. Now, there's are there going to be bitter feelings and hard feelings? Without a doubt. But as you said, where are they going to play? If the Live Tour is gone, and that's that's why I think that, that, that Monaghan will, will nuke it. it what are they going to say? Well, we're getting out of the PGA. Okay, then where are you going? Where are you going? And, well, why do I have to apply back to the PGA? Well, if you want to play on our tour, you'll apply back, and we'll, we'll set up a, a, a financial penalty. Unless me, Tiger, and Rory get our own thing going. And you're right, uh, Ty, that you know the, the, the live people are feeling like, no, no, we're good. You know, Yasser's going to keep this thing rolling. And I we'll feel like have... they definitely won this. Who's that? I don't, the live, the Saudis. 
Well, Over rema- the PGA. It, it remains to be seen because this story makes it clear, even with Jim, the details are light, like the specifics of the deal. So we'll see. And but don't you think if the PGA won, they would have come out with those details that... Well, that, this like, is who's doing this. That's, the details are out two days later, three days later. I mean, this all is happening in real time. You'll see, you'll see where the TV's... Where, what well, happens again, with TV. I think we'll all just sit and wait and see. Yeah. But again, this guy's portraying it as, no, we won. Well, well we they're also got, they're not going to come out and be like, oh yeah, we kind of got kind of got boned here. But that's where we won't know until we see the product in twenty twenty four and where it goes. Because everything stays the same throughout, right? Yes. Uh, well, again, p- p- play out what Jimmy Dunn said. I texted the guy and said, okay, what is your real agenda here? What are we really doing? What do you really want? And what he wanted was to be in partnership with the PGA Tour. Remember, he wanted to buy the PGA Tour three years ago, and they wouldn't sell it to him. So he started the Live Tour, which created the disruption and the fracture. Yes. And so Jimmy Dunn is saying what we offered him was, okay, let's just partner then. I don't want to fight with you. you we can't match your money. Uh, we don't want to fight with Liv. It's not working great so far, the Live Tour, like you wanted it to. You can't get any sponsorships. You're not on television uh, on a major network. So let's partner. So, again, you might be right, Ty. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying it's also possible the PGA Tour just gave this guy exactly what he wanted, and he doesn't have to have Liv any longer. Uh, and we'll see. I think is the the wait and see is kind of the 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 headline. Will they be wearing shorts in twenty twenty four? Because nothing's going to change this year. The live tour is going to play out its tour or their season, you know, playing wearing shorts and playing music and <laughs> jamming, jamming. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be jamming. The PGA tour is going to play theirs out. And we do know that the uh, even in this deal that the the European players and the, the even the American players who moved off to certainly European players who moved to live won't be able to play in the Ryder Cup. That's been yeah, that stays the same. That stays the same, uh, and then everything will change or whatever it becomes as a partnership starting in 2024. And I'm not being naive saying that this is exactly what's going to happen that Jimmy Dunn is saying, but that's what I'm selling you. He is saying that's how this deal went down. That's how it's going to play out. And the PGA Tour and Jay Monahan will still be in control. It's just going to unite the game back together uh, with a lot of bitter feelings, I would imagine, uh, when it's all said and done. But as you said, Buck, where, where are they going to play? You're the and best. a place to play. If you're the best, you want to play against the best? You don't have any place to go. Well, and people will say, well, then Tiger Woods and others can go start their own tour. Well, no one wants to start a tour against that guy. If he's no. now in bed with the tour, no one's going to go after go against the, the fund, uh, the PIF. You don't want any part of that deal. Uh, that's just been proven with the live thing, in my mind, or at least shown pretty clearly. No, you're not going to have a choice. You're either not, you're going to join one or the other. We should get this guy to buy the MLS. Start pumping some money into that. Mm-hmm. Start getting he good wants soccer. To, he could. Oh, soon. This says, sounds like E. Hogan's still bitter about Liv. Uh, listen, I've said this all week. Here's what I'm bitter about. I'm bitter that I, I, if the players that went to Liv, and I'm never going to blame them for taking lifetime, life-changing money, but if the players had not left to go to the new league, this wouldn't have happened. He, it get, Yasser wouldn't have had the leverage to do what he's doing. And this has all been proven this week with what's coming out. Thanks for your face, Phil. And, it, you know, if the players had just stayed, which they look, this is on Monaghan, too. He didn't create a player-friendly enough league or, or, or uh, tour that kept the players happy. But, again, when you're competing against Yasser and that money and the players took it, once they left, once enough big names, gosh, Brooks Kepka, you know, when a major winner or like Cam Smith jumps right after winning the British Open. Right. Uh, and, again, the, the story this week was that John Rahm was about to jump, that John Rahm was on his way. Which is where we we got to get a deal done. We can't have a, a world number one and a the guy who just won the Masters leaving on the heels of the guy that just won the PGA Championship already being there and the guy that won the British Open last year there. We've got to get this thing rectified. 
Uh, I'm not bitter about Liv. Uh, I, I just I wish the players had stayed, and then this wouldn't have happened. They wouldn't have to sell out to the fund. Um, there wouldn't have been leverage for them to need to do that. But this led the, to the rift and the disruption, and that's the solution, apparently, uh, as much as, as ugly as it is for, you know, to be dealing with the, the money, where it's coming from, the money source we've talked about. But, you know, as far as the tour goes, I've got no issue with Liv, and I don't have any issue with a guy taking seven, you know, what, nine figures to change his life and set himself up for the rest of his life. That's, that's their choice, but it's what led to this deal today in my mind, but not bitter about it at all. Uh, just presenting the facts, presenting the story, or the facts as they are known today. The morals didn't last very long, did they? Well, I mean, as we said, but at what point, what, 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 at that point, if, if you're about to lose John Rahm, and then what, what, what do you do? You, you've got to settle this thing. You've got to, whether you like it or not, or you hate it, you can't just let your best players keep leaving, um, and you don't have a tour at that point. Yeah, that's right. You, you, weren't, you were going to lose your tour. Yeah. And at this point, if you're the PGA, if you're mad at the PGA Tour, and you can be, very rightfully, but the, the, all the best players will be back playing together uh, eventually by 2024. They'll all be back playing in the tournaments. It'll be one tour, and uh, you'll get to watch the best and the best go at it. And now, because of the Live versus PGA Tour, there'll be new rivalries. You know, there's going to be people that... Oh, there are going to be some pissed people for a while. And to me, that's a good thing for a sport, to have villains and... You're, you know, good guys, bad guys, whichever side of that you're on. Because the people who love you know, love the idea of live and support that side of it are not going to like Rory McIlroy ever. Um, they're not going to like the ones that stayed. And they the called one... him, what did they call him, a little whiny bitch yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants that B on our team uh, on the live side. But we'll see. Again, I'm, it, it, this could all change four more times before we get to sure. 2024. And that's at least is how it is being presented. And, yes, that's from the PGA Tour side. That very well could be spin. And, dude, uh, you can talk about Tiger. Tiger's been taking money from the Saudis for years. I mean, just showing up. He's uh, he gets paid to sh- like five million bucks. You know what I mean? He just shows up. You know that. Uh, well, Tiger again. He was doing it before there was a live. When you know the person we have not heard from, Greg Norman, I don't believe has heard from is Yasser. <laughs> I mean, until he speaks at this point, I mean, he's. I believe he's gotten what he wants, and that that's why I'm going to believe that we're not going to have a live tour in 2024. But you know, we'll wait and see. Uh, we'll come back when we do more on the college baseball weekend. Also, Ty's will preview his uh, his alma mater's high school team playing this weekend tonight against Pearland. We'll also have Craig Way with his report, gossip, and your blitz before the end of the hour. Jam packed on a Friday. Mornings with Bucky and Aaron. Craig Way has his Craig Way report coming up. That'll be, uh, I believe, recorded live in Palo Alto, California. I believe Craig is taking in uh, the Cubs-Giants game tonight. Nice. He, uh, I know he and Roger Wallace were at the Miami Marlins game last week when they were in Florida. They went. You know, when you're, you're in a town that's got a major league team in the summer, you got to try to catch a ball game. That's just kind of a, a right of Did Craig hit the beach last being American. I don't think they hit the South Beach. Never that heard would back be surprising. Because you know, if you're in if you're in Miami, what you want is a call that says, "Hey, let's." I got I got a friend with a boat. Let's get on a boat. Boat? Yeah, man. Hell yeah. That's Put what your you boat need. shoes on. But that doesn't really sound like Craig Way and Roger Wallace's no. jam. Um, you know, you know a guy on a boat. You know, it's like Miami Vice or something. Nice. Did you get on a boat when you were down there with Pluckers? Did I get on a boat? Nope. Nope. No, did not. We're only there two days, and I did not get on a boat. Uh, but one of these days, one of these days, I saw a bunch of boats. I didn't get on a boat <laughs> on the lake here when, what's-his-name was the AD either. 
Steve Patterson. Steve yeah. Patterson. Come on, man. Didn't he have the big cigar boat or cigarette boat or whatever the hell he ever got on that boat? Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, but yes, so I, I've not been to PNC Park or whatever they call it these days. Oh, it's uh, it's Oracle Field, Oracle Park there in San Francisco. But I've heard it's uh, among the best, maybe the best baseball park in America. Right there on the, you know, in real estate they say you can't be waterfront property, but to sit there right there and the guys out mm. there in the... Uh, Kayaks catching home runs. That's such a cool scene. Usually uh, cool at night and a good good place. We'll get Craig's review. I'm pretty sure Craig's been there before. Craig's been to most ballparks. He wasn't a big fan, by the way, of the Miami baseball stadium, the Miami Marlins. I I did see that tie when I was in in uh, in Miami for with Pluckers, and because we went to a, 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 one of the excursions, the getaways was in Little Havana which is just uh, outside of downtown, and it's, gosh, blocks away from the baseball stadium, so you see it. It's just this big white thing. It's not real pretty aesthetically from the outside, for sure. Alex Rodriguez Field? <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, well, it's walkable. You can walk there from Little Havana. Um, but, uh, yeah, Craig was not. Neither was Old Dolphin Stadium. Yuck. You know, because I've been to Wrigley and I've been to Fenway. I just went to Old Yankee Stadium. I've been to the new Yankee Stadium. You? I have not. I need to. But I went to the old one before they tore it down. Um, but as far as the, the newer parks, the word is that the uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates Park, right there in, in downtown Pittsburgh, right along the rivers, is among the best. And then, uh, as much as I hate it, Fenway Park is is special. Fenway is quite cool. I mean, you can you can get a good seat and you're behind a pillar. I think it was two summers ago that we went to uh, we went to Chicago, our family, and. I, we attended, my son and I attended both the White Sox game in the afternoon and the Cubs game at night, which was a really a fun day. That doesn't happen that often if you see the schedule where they're both playing at home on the same day. It's just very lucky that <laughs> they, they had an afternoon game down at Comiskey, down in South Chicago, and then there was a night game at Wrigley. So we went to that which, game. Which place would you rather be going at nighttime? Uh, I wouldn't have gone. To, to the other one at <laughs> Either night. one, huh? No. <laughs> no, because we took, they got to take the L uh, down there from yeah, downtown. Well, you'd rather go to Wrigley. And so we, we went down, to the whole group, it was my wife and my two, two of my kids, my, my oldest didn't go on that trip, but so we went to the, to the game at Comiskey, it was a good ball game, but then we got home and it was only like dinner time, and I was looking at Nolan and I'm like, ladies are going to go out to eat, why don't we go, let's go up to the Cubs game, see if we can find some tickets, at least go up to Wrigley Field, be a part of Wrigleyville, the pregame, and uh, so yeah, we jumped on the train and went the other way. And yeah, you don't mind going to Wrigley at night. That was awesome, and so we we scalped some tickets and uh, took in two ball games in one day. It was a good good day. Uh, so Craig will be at that uh, at PNC or Oracle Arena tonight, which is cool. Look for him. Look for him. Also, you'll hear Craig tomorrow with this uh, Texas Stanford series, which is uh, one of the eight series going on throughout college baseball that we're excited about. Um, that says, "Yep, going to Chicago next week, catching the Cubs game Friday afternoon." There you go. Have you done the Wrigleyville thing? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, University of Illinois. Are you kidding me? There were some at times. I probably missed some recruiting deal in Chicago. Ty, here, Ty's a little bit like me. If I, when you get to Wrigleyville and you start doing a little pregaming, you get to a point where you're like, I don't even want to go to the game. I'll sit here and watch it. I'm gonna have a good time. That, that place, especially for an afternoon game, you know, they 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 built all kinds of new stuff in a new area right outside of Wrigley. But if you just get down on the street there on Wrigleyville. I mean, it's like spring break. Like every home game is like a like you're. Oh my gosh, I'm on spring break. This is crazy. Uh, I love that place. I love Chicago. Yeah, I mean, some of the older parks are. I mean, whether it's a stadium or a park, I mean, as beautiful as Jerry's World was, I I 
I didn't mind the old Dallas Cowboys Stadium because as a coach at even at, at Boston, I mean, we played SMU there. Um, where? where, where? Old Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Oh, and the the one with the hole in the roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, one with the hole in the I roof. I was not a big fan of Texas Stadium. Um, not a big fan. When I the first time I ever went to Ranger, the old Ranger ballpark, I thought it was surreal. It looked like oh, the most gorgeous park that I've ever been in. The ballpark at Arlington, yeah. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is incredible. And, and when I was thinking, they're actually going to tear, they actually can't do anything with this thing. They're going to tear it down. Well, when I was a kid, I went to the old Ranger Stadium. What was that called? Uh, Arlington Stadium when they when the Rangers played before they moved into the mm-hmm. the fancy new one in the late nineties, uh, which is still beautiful by the way, but it didn't have a roof, which became a problem for the team and fans. They couldn't sell tickets in July and August; it was too damn hot. But um, or, and the team would wear down. It felt like well, so I we went to a game. So my dad, grew, I grew up in Northeast Ohio, first eight years of my life. My dad was a big Cleveland Indians fan, right? And so in, when we moved to Houston, I became a huge Astros fan because I'm just a kid, and my dad kept his loyalty to the Indians. So there was a time when I was, I think it was in middle school, uh, that we drove to Arlington in a group to see the Rangers play the Cleveland Indians. And you know who was pitching for the Indians that day? Greg Swindell. Greg Swindell was pitching really? for the Indians. It was a crazy game. Um, I know. I think all the hits were home runs or something crazy like that, if I remember. But what you remember about the old Rangers stadium is that it was like a larger minor league park, and the seats were like aluminum. Like, you know, you like bleacher seats that you get at a high school stadium a lot of times. And, boy, in the, in the summertime, Buck, those things were hot. I mean, you know about, like, sitting on a frying pan. <laughs> I mean, that is serious. Uh, so that stadium had not a lot to it. And God, then, I played at Cleveland Stadium. And I'll give you this little, football game. This, this little factoid. I have not been to a game at Globe Life, the new one. Not been to a game. Ty, you been to a game there? Yeah. It's How nice. It? It's more... It doesn't feel like a baseball game when it's indoors to me for some reason. Well, I guess growing up in Houston and going to the Astrodome and now oh, Minute Maid it's Park, a lot different. I'm it's nice. Used to it. It's like it's like going to a Cowboys game now at Jerry World. It's yeah. like a luxury experience. Well, I've been to Minute Maid so many times, and uh, but you know what? With the roof, when it's when you go to a playoff game or one of those things, and you that place gets cranking, it is so loud. It is such a great environment, uh, and the Rangers are on their way to doing that, putting some playoff games up in there. Because remember, they played a World Series already in that building. In, oh, yeah, during COVID. During COVID. During COVID the, oh, I forgot about that. And um, so they've already hosted a World Series there. Maybe this is the year the home team actually gets there. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I've been at some junk. I mean, I've been to Soldier Field. Yuck. We did, too. Oh. I've seen it. We were at a preseason game there a couple years ago when we were in Chicago, and it's a cool place. How about Cleveland Stadium? Your dad's been into that piece of My pilot. first major league game was at the old municipal stadium in Cleveland. 90,000 seats. a preseason seats. game with the Giants there. My God, the baseball field. I mean, you... To go to the locker room, you went through the dugout. I mean, it was that was some junk there. Yeah, I like I, we had there was some fan fest. I remember going onto the field and getting autographs before the game from players and whatnot out in the bullpen area, and it, and it's pretty cool. But you know, I remember vividly having the the always romanticized moment of walking up the tunnel and you come out and the sun's shining and there's the grass and it's like. It, it's it's hard not to be romantic about the game of baseball when you when you when you're a kid mm-hmm. and you see it for the first time, and then, but then you're within even as a kid you're looking at around and you're like this is a ninety thousand seat stadium there's like a thousand people here like this place is empty there's oh, nobody oh, here yeah it's monstrous <laughs> well because the Indians were terrible uh, when I was living in Ohio they were just awful, and so yeah we, there might have been eight thousand people but in a ninety thousand seat arena. Or stadium, not good. Kind of the way my football team felt when I was playing at Boston College and we played at Texas and we saw Dishfog Field 
and we thought that was the football stadium. It was it was so big at that time to us. My bus coming in, you know, it was like compared to where I played at Boston College. You kidding me? The reg, little rector set. It was like a high school feel. And then we saw what the real stadium looked like. It was like whoa. Here's a nice text that says, "E, you can do a flyby game at Globe Life when you walk to Dallas." <laughs> well, it's a little out of the way. Well, I'm I'm walking to Arlington, which oh. wouldn't be out of the way at all. Yeah, I guess you're right. If the Cowboys win the Super Bowl with you're Jerry right Jones as general manager, I'm going to the I'm going to AT and T Stadium. I'm not walking all the way to the Star Complex. Are you crazy? I, th- I think I s- you, you should be <laughs> able I still to still think you should go 281. I don't know what I'm what the do. scenic drive. The scenic drive. I'm gonna have to go OU Mark though, because I'm gonna have to walk on the feeder roads. You can't walk on the freeway. I mean, I can't no, walk on 35. So. I'm gonna have to get you a scooter. Ooh, that's not walking. Would that be legal? I think it'd that's be funnier. I think it'd be funnier. <laughs> no, <laughs> not legal. You like a foot scooter? Yeah, like a push, kick, push scooter. Uh, well, <laughs> well, that's leg work. I don't know. Maybe you could do that. Mistake by the lake. That's true. That's exactly what it was called. Uh, yeah, but you know what? I'll do it. You know, the game I want to go to at the end of the month, the Astros and Rangers are playing a four-game series. Uh, they had the, the, it's only their second hookup of the year. Um, you know, the Astros are hoping that the Rays can do some damage to the Rangers this weekend and they can win some games in Cleveland because they're five back. And as we said, Houston hasn't been five back behind anybody in the American League West in five seasons. And um, they're not playing very well. Now Jordan Alvarez is hurt, so we'll see. But, yes, at the end of the month, it's, the end, it's a four-game series at Globe Life. End of June, into July. I think the final game is on July 1st, uh, which that might be a Maybe Ty and I will go up there for a ball game, see if we can snack some tickets. I'm wondering how Nick Saban is doing. I mean, this is the time of Nick Saban generally. I know he's been to the talking with the feds and hanging out with them, trying to get NIL. Lobbying Congress. Yes. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's. this is his time to go with his grandkids to their summer compound. This is where he talks about this is where I really get to enjoy life is when I'm with my grandkids and Football isn't that serious anymore. He's kind of chilled out since he started doing the grandkid thing about, about six or seven years ago. He's constantly talking. What are you talking about? I don't oh. think he's chilled out at all. He's in, he's, he's never. He's been. always looking for an edge. <laughs> Remember last that summer? That dude's he was 77 years with, old. He's still coaching. Wasn't it just last summer? He was fighting with Jimbo Fisher publicly, which oh. was fun to watch. Now he's fighting with Texas and Texas A&M and wants. The, I mean, you know, the, 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 the irony of Southern Deep South football coaches going to Washington, D.C. for help is not lost, right? I mean, the leave us alone, stay out of our way kind of thing. Well, now we need your help, uh, Deep South. I mean, And you're going to talk to Tommy Tuberville, among others. Auburn guy. Oh, yeah. Come on now, Nick. Yeah, well, they're fighting the, fighting the good fight, trying to keep things competitively balanced, they believe. But uh, we'll see where I that goes. I bet Nick Saban had a hand in getting him in the office. Like, hey, I need to get I need to get someone up there. <laughs> well, I need to get him out of here. I don't know. He didn't have much trouble with. Well, no, I don't think Tuberville was at Auburn. No, I'm not saying because of the coach. I'm just saying he, he just needed an agent mm-hmm. up in D.C. Yeah. Guy pushing his agenda. We'll see what he and Joe Manson put to paper when they draft their proposed legislation. Boy, that's what gonna it's going to look like. That's when it'll get get really interesting. Uh, it says if you keep your feet moving on a moving train to Dallas, and technically you've walked to Dallas. Well, don't think I haven't thought about the whole treadmill in the back of a pickup truck and do it that way, or on a flatbed truck. We could do that, Ty. Would that work? You get pulled over pretty fast. Yeah, you have to do that. You get like a Why U-Haul. Would I get get a U-Haul inside. Why? I'll just strap it down. When it's a thousand degrees inside that U-Haul, you would, you would also that, that die is. within ten minutes if you were walking on the on a treadmill on the back of a pickup truck. Why? The first little break, you would be go flying oh, over to the top of the car. Secure the treadmill. I would have to secure. You have to secure yourself. Let me show you how to do that treadmill walk. 
get back on it. But if we could cruise the uh, the treadmill, not in the back of the truck, but in the like in a trailer, pulled by a truck. What is that inertia that would make you the, that force that would make you go forward? I wouldn't be going forward. I'd just be riding and walking. No, I'm saying if if the car that's moving you, if that braked, you would go flying over the top of the car because you're not strapped in. It would be like you not. Oh, I'd a have seatbelt. a strap. I'd have a strap. Okay, I'd have a strap. Okay. I'd be I'd be harnessed in if we pulled this off. But so the legs would be moving. <laughs> I still think the scooter because option because if we go sixty in the truck, I can get like there in four Natalie, hours. Natalie, and then, Natasha's legs. And if I walk the, if I don't stop walking the entirety tired of it, then I would have technically walked all the way to Dallas. So maybe that'll be a, a good way around that. But you know, first tie, the uh, Cowboys have to win the World Series or win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'll actually walk to Dallas when that happens. Out of joy. <laughs> It'll be the first of your lifetime. It'll yeah. be the first of your lifetime. I've seen, gosh, most of the Cowboys Super Bowls. I've been alive. I'm 50 now. So, yep. Yep. Uh, all right, Buck. So we've got a lot going on, obviously. Talking some baseball. Nostalgic baseball. If you're going to catch a golf ball game this summer, make sure you do it. Tell us about it. Uh, Craig's going to the San Francisco game. No, I've never tonight. been to Dodger Stadium. Ooh, I have. It's good. I have not. Real good. Just a beautiful, I mean, it's, it's, you know, up in the ravine there. Just beautiful spot. Love a ball game there. As good as it gets right there, as far as a baseball game, in my mind. Uh, but we'll take your favorite spots, uh, you know, from, from Wrigley to Dodger to Yankee to Red Sox land, Fenway Park. We're also talking Longhorns. They're going to Palo Alto. I've also never been to the Sunken Diamond. That's a place mm, I would like to venture to. I have. But, uh, you have? Yes. How is it? It's beautiful. I was, on that cam- I was on that campus, too, at Stanford. Stanford is a beautiful campus. That was when I was in the agent business. When the high school, when the kids were running around. Did you run into Condoleezza Rice, your, oh. your, your lady friend there? No, I did not. Condi? She wasn't there yet. She's there now. Got to get her on the line and ask her about all this NIL stuff. We need to get her coaching. Get her on the sidelines. Remember when that was the thing last year? Oh, she loved the coach. Were, teams were, were going to interview her. She's big, she was the big time Cleveland Browns fan, her dad. She learned about football. She is. Paul Brown. Yep. And the Browns. That's how she grew up. It says, E has never fallen, uh, fallen out of the back of a pickup truck. Like, well, actually, I have. But look, I'm, I'm not going to fall off the treadmill is the whole point. I'm going to strap the treadmill down. I'm going to strap myself in, and I'll be good. His little legs will be moving, y'all. <laughs> I'll be good. I'll be walking. I don't know if that would count. Oh, yeah, I'll walk. No, you got to walk. It says, rent a bus, walk the aisle. <laughs> All the way down. Better start training because uh, it's happening this year. Oh, God, it's not happening this they year. Because the Cowboys have a combination of the 85 Bears and the 2000 Ravens defense this year. Is yeah. that right? Who's got a better shot? Texas winning the Big 12 championship or the Cowboys those getting both, Super Bowl? Those are both happening. Oh, they're both uh, happening in one year? In a, no. Far and away. In the same football season? Far and away. So Texas should win every game they play this year. Well, including the national championship, let's go. I'm buying. I'm. I'm. I'm drinking that Kool Aid. Off season Kool Aid. It's summertime. Today. It is oh, yeah. time to start buying the Kool Aid. Getting hot out. Hey, we come back. We'll hear from you. And it's been a good week of blitzes. Let's bring those strong on the top topics of the day, or whatever you have to say. It is National Sex Day, after all, with six uh, nine of 2023. Hit that at us coming up four four seven three seven seven six. Right now, though, it's Craig. Where you get that from? Did someone tell you that? Did someone tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? Salacious gossip, of course, ahead of your blitz every single morning. Loaded up, 447-3776. Brought to you by the Icy Cold Bud Lights, the official domestic beer partner of your Longhorns, Texas X's, Texas OU Games. Summer in Austin. Get it ready for this weekend and uh, all the baseball. I was going to be at a tailgate this afternoon for the uh, Westlake Shaps taking on Pearland up there at the Dell Diamond. 
What time does the uh, tailgate start, Ty? I don't know. Me and Derek are probably going to go to Twin Peaks around 5. We're all <laughs> there around 6. Going to go to the 21st? Yeah. thought you would end up at like the Salt Lick out there. Right next to the Dell Diamond. There's a Salt Lake out there? Right next to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about it. I haven't been to the Dell like Diamond until like 10 years old. So. It's like in the parking lot. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to Twin Peaks if anyone wants to come out. And we'll go to go, go have a drink there and then eat at the Salt Lake. You know what I'm saying? Or go to the tailgate because, as you said, the, they'll have the wine and the caviar. Yes, of course. And the, like, as, as, as is tradition. <laughs> it's tradition every weekend. What do you mean weekend? tradition? Y'all haven't been to the state championship game in a long time. Uh, weekend. Well, we go to the football one every oh, year. Oh, that football game. Oh, stinger. Stinger. Yep. Agreed. But good luck to the Westlake this weekend and all the baseball teams. Uh, all right, Buck. Salacious gossip. I just got to say this. I, I walked down, as I do quite often during the show, I filled up my two big cups of water. I try to drink... See this big tanker buck and then yeah, the solo cup. I try to drink one and one, you know, both full every hour. I try, but I never finish this, just this one. And then, uh, so I'm walking by the Coke FM studios, and your guy Bob Cole has got more cool water cologne on, and he's inside he's the wearing, door. He's still wearing the big blue, isn't he? You can taste it. You, <laughs> I said, Ty, go smell that cologne. And you, you don't smell very well because no. of your nasal issues, and it'll, it'll knock you over one. Yeah, you, you don't make your eyes. Water. I smelt it as soon as I walked out my studio door, which is I don't know, like twenty yards away from that one. Thirty, and uh, I walked down there. And I think Bob I, does now like it, the car wash thing. Like you walk where the car you, goes through. He now I smell like that cologne, and I can taste oh, in the back of my throat. It's like the Jerry great. Seinfeld car. It's like it's on us now. Oh my it's like God. you're walking through the. <laughs> you worked the with body them long enough. What is that? It's cool water, I think. How much? It's the big blue. Cool water. And I looked it up. It is an actual fragrance. A quart. (laughs) Quart. (laughs) Quart bottle. Yikes. Man, oh man, oh man. At least Eric Rain's in here in separate studios. I guarantee you Eric can smell that. Oh, oh, there's no doubt. (laughs) Those might be soundproof walls. They ain't smellproof walls. Soundproof walls. Hey, Ty, I believe that there's uh, an addendum to the Zion Williamson story of yesterday. Apparently a second... Lady, who he's been hooking up with, was also not happy with his uh, the new baby model? gender reveal photo. A second, he was trying to get a stable woman down in New Orleans. What's up with that dude? Uh, you know, immature, twenty-two years old, a lot of money in his pocket. That's that's could end up the biggest bust ever. Hey, design. If you know you're doing that, don't put out a gender reveal photo on Insta on the Instas. Don't let him. Don't do it. I guarantee you that wasn't his idea. Yeah. How do you say no to that? No, I don't want to do that. Got to find a way to say no. <laughs> you got to find a way to say no. Because now you're you're all in a you know in a problem. Uh, so yes, that's not going well for Zion. Is he ever going to play again? Is that guy ever going to play? What's he going to be? Be a chef. He's going to be a chef. <laughs> Dishing out po' boys. <laughs> po' boys in the world. Oh, French, French oh, yeah, that's going to be him. If it never works out for him, is he the great, the biggest bust ever? Yes. Yeah. Ever? He had like they were trying to hype him up to like LeBron James. Oh yeah, he, he would be the biggest bust from high ever. Yeah, I agree. With and you. he's on his way. Um. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. So, sixty-six uh, at a survey recently, sixty-six percent of Americans say they have a negative view about tipping. Tipping. Mostly because they're annoyed at how it's handled. 30% of people say they think tipping culture has gotten out of control. The theory in uh, 
from folks who did the survey is tipping should be something that makes you feel good. You're giving someone a little extra to show your appreciation, but most people don't feel good about it because it's become more of an expected situation, even a mandatory surcharge. Yeah, do your job right. And then you get tipped. Don't just expect it. We've had this debate before, and I get yelled at on the text line every time. But I'm a fan of tipping your your server at a restaurant, your bartender, good tips there. You know, I like to tip the band who's playing up on the stage. Throw a. I'm a big fan of doing that. Putting some money in the in the pitch jar, the, the the pitcher there. Yep. But what I'm, I'm not, you know, they have these new Apple kiosk things, right, where they flip it over, and you you get you put your card in it, and it says, how much do you want to tip? Yeah, 10, I don't like. That. I'm not twenty, twenty five, or twenty, whatever. And you, I'm not big on that. Now one. you can push other or nothing. But they watch you do it. Yes. I'm like, what are you doing? I just picked up a couple cans of whatever. No, the worst is when they come to your table and they're like, here, in your face. <laughs> oh, yeah, they like, you throw that out. thing in there, actually. Yeah. If I'm at a restaurant and it's been good service or even average service, I would usually do That's it. That's why you bring cash. I'll be a 20, 25%er. Bring cash. But I'm just talking about at a normal retail counter where they you put your card in and it's got the tip option. What am I tipping for? Yeah, they for? expect you to tip like at UT football games now and stuff like that. It's Screw ridiculous. that. It's inflation. Uh, but yes, I like to. If they're working for low, low, low base pay, then of course we're going to tip them and make sure they get what they're, what they're, what they need. But gosh, all right, let's go to your blitz. The Bucky and E Blitz. The morning blitz brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck, the half under factory warranty, and any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. All right, here we go. First blitzer, you're up. Hey, when they changed the street, Robert E. Lee, he said there would be no changes. Now they got to your golf course. I think he changed his mind. E, you need to strap on to Nunley and strut to Dallas. <laughs> Ride a donkey. Ride a donkey to awesome. Dallas. Awesome. Next blitzer, you're up. Hey, Buck. Yes. What's up with the Belmont? Oh, the Belmont is this weekend, as a matter of fact, on Saturday. I think I'm making that haul down to uh, Rotama. Next, Blitzer, you're up. Hey, at this point, Grandpa Greg Odin had a better career than Zion Williamson. But <laughs> hey, Ty, you got me amped up, buddy, and I'm starting early. I need Texas to run a table with their easy-ass schedule because I need a fight with USC. Fight on, baby. Fight on. Next, Blitzer, you're up. Morning, guys. Morning. Today marks the day of my favorite position, 69. Oh, yeah. Today's the day. Today is the day. Next, Blitzer, you're up. National Sex Day should be celebrated every day. The fact it's on 69, that was no accident. <laughs> Classic. Next, Blitzer, you're up. <laughs> yeah, Diane's supposed to have a sit-down with Gail Benson, a female owner of the NBA franchise. She's going to say, Zion, you need to make this legitimate. Really? You're going to make him marry a girl that said, I let you in my mouth? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Zion. Next Blitzer, you're up. Look on to the men out there who have code, whose integrity is not for sale. Wait, how big is that check again? You want mama too? Okay. Okay. Next Blitzer, you're up. 69. What a great day. It is a great Enjoy. day. Enjoy your Friday. Next Blitzer, you're up. Hey, Ty said, I know you got class and you spend money real fast. So he bought her a Corvette and said, what do you think of that? She said, oh, Ty, your card is faster than that. Next, Blitzer, you're up. Hey, yo, Hogan. Yes. Barbecue Bob Cole puts on that 
that cool water because back in the day, him and Bucky used to go looking for the white women and Latinas <laughs> after the show. That's why. Hey, now. Our Aramis. Ned Blitzer, you're up. Coach. Yes, sir. Can you tell E to quit being cheap? You know he would tip Jiggly Joker for his jiggling all up and down. Love me some Joker. Ned Blitzer, you're up. So Khalif liked that vanilla milkshake. You should taste my Jello pudding pop. <laughs> this is Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, God. Ned Blitzer, you're up. Buck and E. What's up, man? I had some bluebell vanilla Dr. Pepper ice cream. It tastes like a milkshake. Oh, my goodness. Next blitzer. Somebody tried to give me a hand of that yesterday. Dr. Pepper. It tastes like syrup. It's just me or the elevator only go up to the second floor. Next blitzer, you're up. This is Roberto Kraft, live from the Palacio parking lot, getting ready for the day. <laughs> getting ready for the day. Wow. Next Blitzer, talk to us. Even Tiger Woods knows the only time a married man sees 69 is on the golf course. Oh! Ooh, no. Shut it down! Not the Tiger. Let's go! No. Who's, who's shooting 69? Not better to not be <laughs> through twelve holes, man. Come on, man. All right, we'll come back uh, more Friday fun conversation into your weekend. Texas Stanford NBA Finals game four. Can the Heat respond? They've been doubted all playoffs. They're being left for dead now. Can they respond? We'll preview that coming up. Ty will give us his gambling picks of the weekend to uh, either make you a lot of money or. Break the bank. We'll get to all that. It's coming up on a busy Friday on B&E, 104.9, 1019 AM, 1260. Always stream it. Remember this weekend when you're looking for that Texas Stanford game, if you're going out of town, enjoying some time, take your Horn app. Listen to all the Texas baseball games right there. Uh, Hornfm.com.